Episode 50. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller, Sophia May from the UK is my guest today, closing out the last show of the year. So if you like like dancing, you like R&B, where do you hear this lady saying, man, I just love it, I can't help myself, so strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. So I am delighted today to be across the pond once again in the UK and my guest today, Sophia May. Sophia, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. I mean, this is the um, this month actually, um, and and your interview is probably going to hit. I would say late December, um, but uh, have a lot of UK, a lot of your brothers and sisters have been on the show. So I'm I'm always delighted to be um, in other countries and finding out about what's going on with everybody. So tell me, let's start with you. Where have you been these days? Uh, touring in the studio. What's been up with your bad self, girl? <laughs> well, I've been I've been doing um, a lot of writing at the moment. I've got I've got some singles out. Um, Don't stop moving. I did my first ever proper cover um, of the Living Joy. Don't stop moving, which which has done really well. And yeah, I mean, mainly I would say recently I've been in the studio or writing at home. Um, but you know, at the summer period, there's lots of festivals. Did the Harbour Side here? I'm gonna be in Miami in March. Oh, nice! Uh, so I, I do bits and pieces of of performances here and there, depending. I'm doing the O2 in uh, oh, a couple of weeks time. Okay, what did you call that in a couple of weeks? Um, the O2 uh, Arena in Bristol. Oh, nice. So yeah, there's and yeah, we did uh, Hoops Aid, which was in the big O2 in London. Okay, can you give us a proximity? Where is Bristol in relationship to London? Okay, so Bristol is about two hours away. Okay. Going south. And that's your that's your home? And that's where I am, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah travel around, but yeah, that's uh-huh. my now. Spent a year living in New York. Loved it, but it was time to come home, so. How did, you were working with some, some people in Brooklyn, correct? Yes. So tell us about that adventure. You're down with the Brooklyn boys. Yo, yo, yo. What's up with that? <laughs> well, I, I had, um, when I did I Can't Help Myself, uh-huh. um, see, it did well in, in America, and I spent a lot of time in New York back and forth, back and forth to do shows. And um, uh, when, I, when it was all kind of, the wave had kind of gone over, I had uh, a friend who stole, well, actually, he wasn't a friend to begin with, stole my song he turned it into a hip-hop track and then he got his friend to reach out and say hi guess what we've done so uh it turns out that that person is now my husband oh and wow how things have a way of coming around no <laughs> they very much do so um when i was living over there i lived with him in brooklyn and i worked with g unit and um gloria Gaynor and some other artists uh, whilst I was there, so and did my own thing too, did lots of shows and stuff. So yeah, it was it, it, yeah. That's <laughs> funny how wow. you wow, that's that must have been really amazing. How was working with Gloria? Oh, she's such a lovely woman. She really is. She's, yeah. she's actually such a sweetheart. And my manager at the time, Tony Mason, um, 
she was friends with her, or still is friends with her, and um, and she just thought perhaps she could get me to do some writing for her. So we got together and I wrote a couple of songs with her, got in the studio with her, and and she invited us around at Christmas time, not Christmas Day, but you know Christmas time for her for a Christmas party, and the, the um, there was. Uh, some people there from the village people. It was it was great. It was great. It was her house is just beautiful. Oh my god. Wow. It must it sounds like a fun time. And yeah. and they must have been like kind of uh kind of like you know enamored with you being a being a Brit and bringing your special like twist to music. That must have been really fun cuz that's always fun when you have somebody else from another part of the world bringing in their, you know, their gifts to kind of meld with whatever's going on in that place, you know? Definitely, I think it and it worked really well, and it's really funny because all the pictures of me and Gloria it looks like she's my mom because <laughs> we actually look quite similar. But um, when she's over in England, like I've been to visit her here, and she's just she's so lovely. And I think I just I get on so well with Americans. It's um, yeah, it's been it's been really good actually. I've really enjoyed it. Are you hearing that, Gloria? Gloria, are you listening? <laughs> She's giving you pearls here, girl. Hey, you know, I just can't help myself. So let's uh, listen to a little bit of Sophia May here. I can't help myself. Oh, yeah. Digging this. Hey, Sophia, you got a kind of a big voice. You got kind of a diva voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love that. I, and, and it's very, um, uh, that particular song, tell us about that. That feels like just the hottest club-type dance song that, yeah. you know, as soon as you get in the club, you want to just get out and start strutting your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that song, that song's from 2007. Uh-huh. 
so it's quite a while ago now, but I still get loads of people on Twitter and stuff talking about that song still and saying what it, I guess it's what it meant to them at the time. But I, that was the first ever dance song I ever wrote. It, it's a killer. I mean, I know it's uh, you know it's a few years old, but you know quality is quality. I mean, it just still has that really great vibe to it. Can you tell us how you wrote that? Like, what were the circumstances surrounding it? Were you just on a keyboard? You get inspired? How did that come about? That song. Well, I had um, a friend of mine, Bella Tracks. He was also on the on the song, and um, he's the producer. And he he knew I was writing sort of R and B stuff. I just had my daughter. Um, when it all blew up, but it was about two years before that I'd written it. Congratulations. Thank you. Little girls have a way of doing that, inspiring <laughs> you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just went, I just, he asked me if I'd be up for having a go, and I was like, yeah, why not? And um, Bruce Elliott Smith is um, co wrote it with me, and he's written for people like Kylie Minogue, so, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty killer. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, we just, I don't know, it just worked and it was very quick and I didn't expect anything to happen with it really and, and it was it was what really created my whole career, so I was really fortunate. That's fantastic. Hey, I noticed you were, um, uh, you were in Miami earlier this year playing, is that right? Last year. Oh, last year. How was that? Did yeah. you, was it oh, I fun? Miami. I love Miami, but it's, it's quite the party uh, scene. Yeah, because I think your music would kill down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's other singles I've had that have done well in Miami too. I can't help myself. Spot will be the biggest one, right? Um, but yeah, Miami's awesome though. I love Miami. I've got family in Florida as well, so I'll be there in March, seeing them and and performing out there as well. Oh, that's great. Hey, so tell me about the um, the London scene, the scene in England as far as uh, you know, clubs and dance music, and what's happening these days over there. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the whole England and Europe house scene is quite different to America. And some say it's because Americans are a bit behind with the sound. Um, but That's, that's been true for like 20 years. You guys yeah. have always been like leading in, in lighting, stage presentations. Uh, we're a little slow on the catch up here. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think that it's just a different type of sound that is appreciated in different places. And... A lot of the music in Europe, uh, especially, is is quite is quite hardcore, and in England, it's it's more, I don't know, it's become more commercial. And obviously, now you've got people like Chris Brown and Rihanna all doing this sort of house type sound, and right. they do it very commercially. <clears throat> and I think that's what worked with "I Can't Help Myself" because I was an R and B writer, so I kind of wrote R and B over the over that sort of beat, and it worked. So right, <clears throat> or different different things for different places i think um but yeah england right now it's it's massive with with house music that's what it is really i would say that dominates the charts here so when you're looking at venues i mean what's what's an average size are we talking a room with uh 500 people 1500 people like what's you know it is like where would somebody like you be looking to play I think that I think I mean if you're if you're trying to do it on a major level, you want like the O2 more sort of arena or those kind of bigger bigger venues that hold thousands of people. Right. The club, the club scene, I mean, it varies. You've got small bars and and you've got massive clubs and and it different age groups for different places, I guess. Right. Um, yes, yeah, there's a full range. If you go up to London, you're going to be looking at um, 
the bigger the more the bigger venues so so what's your favorite you like bigger bigger arenas uh small intimate i mean your your stuff sounds like you need like the place rocking you know (laughs) well I, i must say i've done both and recently i've been doing um an acoustic duo with Nathan Hood who's a friend of mine who plays a guitar and we've been doing that in smaller venues and it's actually been really nice because the vocals are really clear and I can show off what I can do with my voice right and, and then you know the big venues are awesome as well because obviously like you said it's it's the the crowds rocking and, and everybody's having a great time and that's that's always good too so do you draw like um different inspirations Sophia like when you're in those small intimate just the guitar like are you thinking with a different side of your brain as far as, oh, yeah, I, I can, this is uh, some writing influence going on here. Um, something's occurring to me because of the, uh, you know, the ability to use your vocal chops. Um, honestly, I'm thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exposed, right? <laughs> I can't go wrong because they're going to hear it. <laughs> Nothing to hide behind here. No big speakers, big lights, all that big, big, big. Uh-uh, just little old me and my voice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So let's do let's do another one here. Let's do. Uh, speaking of that, how about running away? That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So who's um, doing the production on that one? Uh, Running Away is actually a friend of mine called Donny Blaze. Okay. Yeah, he's from London. Uh, and we thought we'd just give it a go and have a try. And I wrote that one with a friend of mine um, called Marlene. And she, well, basically she doesn't, she's not a songwriter at all. She's actually just a friend of mine, but she likes to write sort of poemy stuff. Right. 
and I said I read it and I said I really like I think we could probably make a song out of this so I kind of rewrote it to fit in a in a song format and yeah love it it's a great track thank you yeah so tell me about you sound like you have a bunch of different writing processes uh is that correct because you you're you're collaborating in one moment and you're doing acoustic uh live stuff so so what is um typical for you to write or is it completely non-typical yeah it's completely non-typical because people always say to me oh my god is that what's going on in your head and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) it's not at all it might be um the film i've watched or just i don't know it just it the best songs are written very quickly right and um the words just kind of come but it's not because i'm feeling like that necessarily at that moment um so yeah, it's, it, for me anyway, because I know it's different for everybody. Everybody draws on different things. And I have written songs that have been very emotionally attached, I think. Right. But it's not not all the time. It could be anything. Because obviously when you're writing for other people, you can't vouch for how they feel. Right, right. Just, you're trying to meld your emotions with theirs and, and hopefully it clicks. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I would consider myself, not, not in a big-headed way, but to be an all-rounder because I can write to all different styles of music. Right. Um, because I just enjoy the music. I'm, I'm, I love the the melodies. The melodies is the thing that I get straight away. The lyrics are, are a later thing. It's not the lyrics are harder for me than the melody. The melody's instant normally. Right. So, mm-hmm. so can you give me like for for instance, before we came on today, you said you're about to go into a writing session today. Yeah. So, and I know you're going to be so inspired after being on Dharmic Evolution. You're going to write a number one hit immediately right. as soon as we hang up here on Skype. That's right. So, <laughs> so, so, give us a little peek into your world, uh, Sophia. Like, what will you sit at a keyboard today? Will you sit with a guitar in your lap? just a pen and pad like what do you think you'll be how you'll approach today well to be honest i get sent sent music and i'll just sit down with a pen and paper and probably garage band on my mac where i can sing into it and figure out harmonies and things like that right and, and yeah i'll just do it that way if if only i could sit on a keyboard or if only i could sit on a guitar i played keyboard until i was about 12 and i was really good but being a teenager i gave up right and uh Although I could probably sit down and do some chords, it's uh, it's not my it's not my forte. So there's no point really. I couldn't write a whole song because I don't think a producer would know where to go with it afterwards. Right. So so do you do better with like beds of music? If if like somebody just sent you, uh, you know, some chord progressions and plugged in some cool keyboards and maybe a, a a cool groove, like you find that very easy to write to. Yeah, totally. But it, but the thing is, I have to, and I say to anybody. If someone says, I'd love to send you some music to write to, I can, I'll say, brilliant, send it over, let's have a listen. If I feel it, then I'll write to it. If I don't, then I'll let you know and perhaps try sending me something else. Because the thing is, you can kind of tell. If I can't sit down and start writing within the first 10 minutes, then I'm probably not going to be able to write anything for it. And these are the pressures that you get when you're writing for other people. For example, if if someone's paying you to write something for them, then they're wanting you to write something to that that track. Or if, say, Rihanna needed a a, a new song for her album, they're going to pretty much know what they're looking for and they're going to ask for that. Right. So I suppose that's where I'm not, you know, probably not skilled as as most writers. I just do what I can, and but, and I've been I've been fortunate, I suppose. But what a time saver, though, right? I mean, like you'll know 
Like you won't waste days, no. weeks, you know, months no. on a no. song if you're not feeling it. No, I've had occasions where I have spent a lot longer than I've wanted to because I've wanted to do a good job for somebody or I've wanted to get it right for them and what they're looking for. But right. it's not always been, you know, the case. So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes do you feel like you, you just need to put it away for a while and then come back to it? Does that help you? And sometimes it does help and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> sometimes right. Confirmed that it's not going to work. Right, right. Hey, uh, talk to me about um, uh, Gyp- uh, what is it? Gypton Feet. I don't, I'm probably saying it wrong, but then it's a subtitle, I guess. Nah, come out. Oh, Gyptian. Gyptian. <laughs> Gyptian. Okay. Yeah, 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 the artist Gyptian. Um, so tell me about that track. So basically, a friend, well, a friend of my family in Jamaica contacted me and said, I've Egyptian wants to work with you would you be up for writing something for this track and I was like yeah cool so I wrote it and um he Egyptian loved it he contacted me and we just we we put it together and and he put it out so um not Egyptian my friend put it out so yeah that was that was weird because I was a fan of Egyptian and his song hold you at the time um so yeah but it was cool it was cool, cool. let's hear a little Egyptian then Nah, come out. That's a great track. I like that. That's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so Egyptian, where does he uh, reside? Uh, he's in Jamaica. Oh, oh. Uh, he, might, he could be in America right now, actually. Okay, how did you hook up with him? So that was through um, a friend of my family's who got in contact and then wrote the song, and then he basically got in contact with me and said he liked it, so we went from there. You guys did great together on that one. That was awesome. Thank you. It was a bit different. Yeah. So, so you just had some company come in. Your writing team is there. You're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 
this is just a cup of tea in the cup. Oh, okay, okay. So they're welcome to come on the show if they want. So tell me, what's uh, what's your favorite thing, Sophia? You're traveling all around the world. You've been in Brooklyn. You've been in Jamaica. You've been in Florida. So where are you feeling it? Like obviously, you said you needed to get back home. Um, is that your favorite place to write, or are you able to turn on the writing groove like wherever you happen to be? Um, I can write wherever. I When I was in America for a year, I was writing with um, G-Unit and Gloria, as I said. Um, I'm fine. As long as there's a studio and there's music and a pen and paper, I'm, I'm, I can write on the plane, whatever. I've written in different places. And isn't that great? Just to say I can take this thing anywhere I want to go. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere I want to go, but there's no place like home. Right? Yeah. Hey, um, give me some of your... Uh, your models of where you came up with your sound, like who were you like really into um, that, you know, that you modeled as maybe a young girl when you first started singing, like, um, you know, who were your heroes, your musical heroes for voice? I would say, and I've always said Whitney and Mariah, really. I I knew it. I knew Whitney was going to be in there. (laughs) Typical, but it, it is what I would listen to. I used to like, I'd sit, and watch repeat on repeat videos right videos as well old school videos of like whitney and live performances and yeah because they i mean they they were really skilled i'm not anywhere near as skilled as them but i definitely would say that they were my idols you got it i can hear it i can hear the influence i mean you got your own sound which i really like i mean but you got a big voice you got a really great voice thank you yeah so, so Whitney, so when did you start? Were you like a teenager when you first got this bug? Like, wh- wh- you know, when did it finally occur to you, I'm going to be a singer? I think as a child, I always wanted to, to do it. But I had, basically, my sister, she forced me to do a karaoke competition one time where I managed to get a manager from it. And it kind of went from there. So I was kind of forced into it because I was really nervous as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, I just, I just continue to do it. It's, it's really bizarre because I wasn't like a stage school kind of girl, or you know, it wasn't like that for me. It was, it was just something that I enjoyed doing, and I liked watching people doing it on TV and stuff like that. So this was Big Sister that dragged you to the stage. Yeah, Big Sister. Yeah, and and hey. and she got you hooked. Once you were in, you said this, this is for me, right? I kind of. I kind of didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she had tremendous faith in you, right? Yeah, she did, actually. Yeah, yeah probably yeah. more so than you even, you probably didn't know how good you were, but she did. No, yeah, I would say so, yeah. 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 So she always gets front row tickets at every show, right? She doesn't ever want to come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Hey, listen, let's listen to one more, Sophia. I want to hear uh, Take Me There, so I'm just going to play this track.
Hey, that was really, really cool. And I love the bridge on that song. Thank you. Really, really nice. Um, tell us about that track. How did that come about? Who was on that with you? Um, that was a friend of mine, Ninth Letter, who I did a lot of my recording for my house stuff um, with him as well. Um, we just, I just said to him one day, let's do, let's do something original with you because he's a producer as well. And um, yeah, we came up with that one. That's so, great. Uh, That's great. I can, I can definitely see myself in the club with the lights on that one. It's very, yeah. very cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's very much a more English sounding track, I think. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's, can you give me like a couple of hot clubs when I come over to England to go to? Um, in well, London, like where, where's like the hottest, you know, dance clubs right now? Well, there's District, but I don't know if it plays dance music. I think Ministry of Sound. Uh-huh. We've still got Ministry of Sound open, because I don't know if that's changed. So I District and Ministry time. of Sound. Yeah, I'm not sure the last time I went out in London. You're too time. busy. You're too busy writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, tell me as we're starting to wind down here now, like where... Um, What's going on with you for the rest of this year? Like, what are you looking forward to? I know you're writing today and you're working on some new music. As you look it out to uh, the next, like, four to six months, what are you most excited about with um, Sophia May's career? Um, I've got a new single coming with Dark Intensity, which is, I think, probably, I probably shouldn't say it, but it's probably my favorite song. That Great. I've done, actually, <laughs> it's called Another Like You, and that's a... Uh, I'll have to try and get you the exclusive, but it's uh, it, I'm really looking forward to that one. Cause Another that, Like You. And what is Dark Intensity? Production company? Is that an artist? What? He's a DJ and a producer. Oh, he, great. Okay. He's great, actually. He's really good. And that will be under Tasmania Tasmania Records, So, which is one of the labels that I work with mostly, I would say. Great. That's fantastic. Congratulations on that. And uh, any touring in the in the near future for you or any are you going to be doing uh, some regional gigs or what do you got going on as far as performance? Well, I'm still doing the project with Nathan. Uh huh. And we have been gigging recently acoustically, probably every if not every weekend, every other weekend. Great. Um, so I want to do that and I want to take that to the next level as well because I enjoy that. Um, and then I'll be in Miami in March. Um, I may may go to Amsterdam next weekend for ADE, the big music conference. Uh huh. Um, where if I do go, then I'll be performing with because um, Tavo, who's under the same label, has got an event going on out there. So yeah, just gigs here and there, really. No specific tour as such. But just keeping you in shape for what will eventually come up. So, And, and I get the feeling you, um, you like the challenge of the stripped-down uh, performance thing. Yeah. Yeah, I admire that because, you, you know, you're like taking away all the... And there's no crutches allowed. It's just you and, yeah. you know, one guitar. So I, I always say that the, um, the second most brave thing you can do in the world is to just get up there with a voice and a guitar. And I think the first bravest thing is to be a stand-up comedian. Because, man, you got no <laughs> shelter. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> you know, like, you're either going to be good or you're going to, like, want to run for the hills, you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I really admire you for, uh, for the bravery of that. That's really great. So, hey, <laughs> Sophia, tell us, where can we buy your music? Okay, so... Uh, if I just do the social media bit, if everything's Sophia May Music, so SophiaMayMusic.com, my okay. Twitter's at SophiaMayMusic, 
um, Instagram, everything, Facebook, Sophia May Music. Um, and you can, if you go on iTunes and search Sophia May or if you go on Beatport and search Sophia May, you'll get the whole repertoire. Okay, it's great. So everybody, that's Sophia May. It's S-O-P-H-I-A-M-A-Y. And you can find her everywhere. And I encourage you to please reach out and support her and listen to her music. She's all over. She's on SoundCloud. She's on iTunes. She's uh, Her music's everywhere for your, um, uh, for your pleasure. So please uh Make, make sure you stop by and say hello to Sophia. Sophia, thank you so much today for being on the Dharmic Evolution. I really appreciate you being here. I wish you continued success and wonderful luck that you don't need. But uh, keep it going on there, girl. It's wonderful to have you here today. Oh, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Oh, yeah. Getting down with the Brooklyn boys. Gloria Gaynor. And all of the great things she's got coming out. Take me there, Egyptian nah, come out. I'm running away and my fave can't help myself. And uh, let's look out for that uh, District and Ministry of Sound, uh, Dark Intensity coming out. I'm excited about that for Sophia. Hope you guys had fun on this today. Hey, swing over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on that site, the videos, photos, conversations, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests. And listen, if you've been on this show, you're on that site. So check that out. Don't forget the downloads are free. However, the content, it's priceless. Also, if you are looking for coaching or if you are a podcaster or a future podcaster and need help putting it all together, I'm your man, baby. So either go on the site, you can link to me there or send me an email at kevin at dharmicevolution.com and I'll be able to show you how to put this all together. Also, on our next show, episode 51 on Sunday, join us with J.D. Marie from Calgary, Canada. Fabulous singer-songwriter. She's a creator of cartoon characters. Jacked Up Jimmy and English Bob are big fans of her work, so check that out. That's it for me. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Oh,